Welcome to Spoilers. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok and uh, we got Brett and Pappy here. So why don't we go around the table and uh, let's start off with Pappy. What did you think of Thor and what did you think of Taika's first venture into a, into a Marvel movie? Hey, uh, this is Pappy. I'm coming from Denver. Uh, I thought Thor was a pretty funny, fun movie. Uh, I thought that the tone was like much better served being like silly than the previous Thor movies, but uh, overall, not a bad time. It could have been a little bit shorter, but not horrible. Uh, Brett, this is Brett. Um, I'll just start off by saying that I'll admit that I love comic book movies, pretty much all of them, and I thought I thought this was a really fun movie. Um, kind of what Pappy said. There's probably more jokes in the first. 10 minutes than there are in the previous two movies combined so yeah it's kind of goofy and i saw someone say it was really entertaining it might not be much substance but i know i thought it was really good and chris hemsworth is pretty funny actually from that opening scene where he's like fighting with the uh bell rock and he, like, <laughs> falls down with the chain and stuff like the tone is just completely different than anything else that we've seen <laughs> from him in this character before. Yeah, I heard uh, there's a lot of improv- imp- improvising uh, lines going on, which uh, I doubt Marvel really approved of in any of the previous movies. But uh, I think Taika wanted that to be a pretty big selling point for uh, this movie was to have a lot more fun with it. But yeah, it is so much funnier than most Marvel movies. So it was fun to watch, but like Pap said, it, it, I'm looking at the stats right here. It's two hours and ten minutes, so we're not huge fans of super long movies on spoilers, but sometimes <laughs> there's just not much you can do. Got a lot of small bladders on this podcast. Yeah, right here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Specifically, okay, two of the problems I had were the inclusion of the Doctor Strange character. Like, it was fine, but it didn't really, like, need to be there. The only reason that whole cameo is in there to is to get like thor to norway which he probably could have just like figured out on his own but i mean did you guys like that pendant cumbersquanch <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> i'm cool with benedict cumberbatch being in anything i thought it was more of just to get him more into people audiences minds a little bit because he's going to be in the uh the avengers infinity war movies and um yeah but i agree with you it's kind of just a little way to get him there but i i don't know i thought it was funny it wasn't super long maybe five to seven minutes and i thought it kind of got people thinking about him yeah i think it was just to remind people that he exists i mean he's only had one movie and i don't know if it was very well received as much as the other marvel movies and then like brett said infinity wars is coming up so i think they just wanted to reiterate the fact that Doctor Strange is a thing. A little reminder. Yeah, I guess so. And then the other part, I guess, there's like these villagers who are hiding out with Idris Elba in plain sight. 
Like, where are they hiding? Like, is it like just outside the doors? Is it in a mountain? <laughs> is it, I was so confused as to like that whole part of the plot. Yeah, I had a problem with that too. I didn't. First of all, the city looks pretty big, and Idris Elba, I guess, is shepherding the entire city through the streets of Valhalla into this cave, and they all fit on this spaceship at the end. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people died and didn't make it, but. <laughs> That part of the story didn't really, I don't know. It wasn't the most well-conceived plot point of the movie. I mean, like, the whole time you got this, like, meanwhile, back on the ranch thing thing going on. Because you have, like, Jeff Goldblum. And what's the planet that, like, him and the Hulk and Loki and everyone are on? Oh, I don't remember what it was called. I didn't get any notes in, but. Yeah, I don't remember. But it's basically like uh, Jabba the Hutt slash Hunger Games slash Gladiator slash all of these things. But like those are some of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. That whole like colorful, crazy Jeff Goldblum bonkers type stuff. Yeah, I thought that was uh, uh, the planet's called Sakar. Okay, yeah, Sicario. (laughs) So. Yeah, no, I thought that was great. Um, thought Hulk was hilarious. I mean, the theater was like losing their minds pretty much every eight seconds while he was there. And I thought those were the funniest parts. Um, the whole part when he Hulk gets out of the hot tub, I think everyone was literally close to dying. So, I like the part where uh, Thor's about to use some sort of like ball or something to break through a window. And, like. <laughs> He gives this kind of like monologue and he throws in the window and like nails him in the face. <laughs> that was pretty Yeah, he's trying to act tough and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I don't know. I pretty much was laughing the entire time. I think everyone in the theater was too. How packed was your, was your guys' showings? Was it crazy? This movie made a shit ton of money. I think it's like at $125 million as we stand right now. I'd say our theater was maybe three three quarters packed. Mine was full. I went at like Thursday on 7 at night, and it was packed. Oh, you went to the preview. Nice. So, I'm not surprised. Uh, my wife said the thing was packed, so I well, I was mistaken. It's definitely one of those movies where you want to see it in a big theater, because like, the jokes are funnier when you're with a group. Like This is probably one of the funniest comedies of the year, more so than it's even like, an s- action movie. Yeah, um... Do you ever, it doesn't happen very often, but do you ever go to a movie and the volume's not right? Yeah, a couple of times. It's it's usually, I think the problem sometimes is too loud, but this time with all the laughter going on, I think it could have been turned up a little bit. So maybe missed a few bits and pieces of it. But yeah, it was a pretty good theater experience. Um, our, our theater started serving alcohol, so that's kind of weird. Did you partake? I did not partake. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of Kate Blanchett? I did not even know it was her until I got home and checked. I kept thinking, oh, man, she looks really familiar, but I don't know if I know her. And then I got home. And I was like, holy crap. Um, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if I loved her. The whole idea that they have this sister who they just have never heard of. You know what I mean? And then Loki and Thor need to team up like that seemed a little bit kind of forced. And like I said, like there's, there's two plot lines going on. You have the gladiator plot line. Then you have this, like, meanwhile, back in Valhalla thing going on, which... 
I would have almost rather have just focused on Thor and Hulk having to get off of the that planet and not even needed that whole side plot, but yeah. Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. herself was pretty formidable. Yeah, I don't know much about comic books, especially Thor. I mean, I think of all the Avengers, I know the least about Thor, but uh, Ragnarok on its own is like its own series of comics, right? Do you know, Brett? Um, Do you... I know of the a little bit about Ragnarok. Um, I don't know if it's its own thing, but it's, I mean, they kind of describe it, but they kind of, I don't know, bastardize it for uh, lack of a better word, but like every long amount of time Ragnarok happens and then they all die and then people kind of, some of them are reborn and they forget about it. But I know that Hela was from a previous, pre-Ragnarok and it was actually a previous Loki's daughter. Uh, and the big wolf was also Loki's daughter, but again, it was a different Loki. Um, their memories kind of get wiped out and they get put in a different body. But other than that, no, I'm, I'm a little, I'm kind of like Mikey. I'm a little lost. I just did a little basic research on her, but it's not that crazy of a stretch from Loki's long forgotten daughter to their sister. They didn't know, I guess. So and probably made for a better story, but well, you, yeah, you brought up Loki there and Tom Hiddleston, like, out of all of the Marvel villains, he might be the most iconic. Oh yeah, uh, and and one of the most popular. But like, one of the things that kind of annoyed me about his character in this movie is he, he doesn't he keeps bouncing back and forth between being like a good guy and being a bad guy. Like, I get that that, that is his character that he's sort of like mischievous and like deceiving. But like, three or four times he like switches sides. And it's just like okay. Catwoman. There's like that scene where they're like going up that elevator and walking out to get that spaceship and he switches sides probably like three times in those five minutes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And like the whole fact that he's like gotten in good with Jeff Goldblum and like in the same amount of time that Thor's just been like kidnapped. And they kind of like explain everything in a way it's like, oh, time on this planet just doesn't work like other time. And that's all you need to know about it, audience. Just <laughs> like don't apply any timelines to anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be real tricky and stuff, so he probably would. I guess if anyone could get in with somebody, he would probably know how. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. What did you guys think of Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster? He was Jeff Goldblooming it up so hard. Exactly. But it really worked with the character. <laughs> so <much>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, there's yeah. just like, if you're, if you're casting him in anything, he's just going to act like himself. And that's exactly what he did with this movie, but it works so well i mean the character just is like a uh he's basically like uh julius caesar or a guy who organizes gladiator fights he's just like the leader of the planet and he puts his own spin on it where he's basically just jeff goldblum hmm. and i don't know why but it works there's like the, there's like this one scene where uh loki interrupts him and like one of the the unsung heroes too of this movie was uh rachel house yeah that woman and she plays yeah topaz she's the uh the grandma in moana but like she's like they have this like vaporizing stick mm-hmm. thing i don't know how would you explain <laughs> it like when it turns people to goo <laughs> yeah just like a staff that if you get tapped by it 
you incinerate. And she who, wants to who like says something yeah. where yeah to do it to Loki, and and he's like, no, he just interrupted. It's not a capital offense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I think that lady was also in uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. She played like a a park ranger looking for a little kid who ran away from home, and that's another movie Taika directed. And there was a quite a few people that he brought on from other movies that he's done. So he likes to keep it in the family. Matt Damon was in this movie, right? Yeah. Yes. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. So was uh, yeah, Sam Neill, who I didn't recognize the first time around, was uh, also there. And actually the funny thing that made me laugh when I got home was the guy who played Thor in the play was is actually Chris Hemsworth's other brother. <laughs> Not Liam, but the other brother. It's the uh, like the other Manning type the situation. Non-famous brother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty surprised to see Matt Damon. I think uh, yeah. that's weird. That's I like it, but that's weird. It it was like whoa. <laughs> it kind of like almost took me out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. First of all, they're they're spending the time to do like exposition in the form of a play within a play. I was staring at Matt Damon's face for like the longest time, like <laughs> wondering who that is because the hair was throwing me off so much. And I was at like a weird angle in the theater and I couldn't exactly tell who that was. But when he started speaking, I was like, holy shit, that's Matt Damon. It was just such a weird cameo, but it was pretty funny. Any other notes? That's all I kind of kind of had. Do you guys watch the post credit scenes? Yeah, I think uh, I don't know if it was like that for you guys, but they, you know, people get pretty hyped for the post credit scenes. And um, it came out and we're like, oh, what's that spaceship? And then it ended and everyone was like, what? Because it didn't, like, nothing happened. It was really short and you were waiting for something to happen. But, I mean, I'm guessing that's supposed right, to be yeah. Thanos. I would assume so. Because yeah, I'm, it's kind of like I, the scale of it. Yeah, I mean, I told I told Brittany that I, she's like, why would Thanos be there? And I was like, well, I'm guessing Loki took that uh, Infinity Stone, the Tesseract, and I don't know, that must have drawn him to that ship. That's the only thing I could think of. But so he's probably going to get that Tesseract right there. But we'll see. There's another one, too, at the very, very end. Yeah, no, that, it, with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, a, I was going to yeah, ask. Jeff Goldblum yeah. was Goldblum in it real hard at the end. He, like, comes out and it's like the uh, the scavenger people, like, a.k.a. the like, Mad Max-esque people. And they're like about to eat Jeff Goldblum. He's like, all right, well, you know, it was a good, good revolution. Let's all pat ourselves on the back here. Good job by all. I think I did a particularly good job of being overthrown as opposed to yeah, <laughs> something he, like yeah, that. Yeah, he pretty much literally got <laughs> murdered like 30 seconds later. So you can kind of uh, close the book on Goldblum there. I miss that one. Before we wrap it up, do you guys, have you seen all three of the movies that were released this year for Marvel? I have. Plus uh, Logan too. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I saw online that the, uh, Cinema Sins guy, future friend of the pod, um, said that Spider Man was significantly funnier. And somebody said, "Well, that's I have I've heard the opposite." And I actually, I thought of the three, Spider Man was the least funny. They were all funny, but I know that's probably not a popular thing. But I thought this was maybe the funniest. But um, so between Guardians, Spider Man, and this, I would say Spider Man's my favorite. Then this, then guardians but I'm just, this is probably the best year of superhero movies when you throw in wonder woman and logan and who knows how bad justice league will be but 
Yeah, at least you're keeping an open mind. <laughs> Justice League is going to bring the average way down. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, no, yeah. Black Panther's not making it out this year, right? That's going to be next year? February. February. Yeah. I just was saying the funniest. I mean, yeah, I would say Spider-Man's probably the highest rated, but honestly, of the three, it was probably my least favorite. I know that's probably a crazy thing for me to say, but I don't know. I really, really like this movie um, as far as what it was. So. so is that a yes for you then? We can wrap this up. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a yes for me. It was, I don't know. I actually, I, I walked out and said I thought it was my favorite Marvel movie. I mean, that was immediately. So we'll see. I don't know. I thought it was really funny. I thought Hemsworth was really good. It's kind of weird that they dropped, uh, they put all that time into what's her face in the first two movies, Natalie Portman, and then the kind of just wrote her out. But I thought it was fun. Um, kind of played to the strengths of everybody in the movie. And I know people might have had a problem with uh, Loki being in there, but I, I enjoy every time he's on the screen. So that's uh, definitely a yes for me. I'll give it a yes too. Yeah. Uh, it's like I said, it's, it's not my favorite of the Marvel movies so far this year or the superhero movies so far this year, but I thought that it's like definitely the best Thor by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought like, this is a great sandbox for Taika to be like playing in. Like these characters were perfect for him. His cameo as oh, oh shit, oh, what was the rock guy's name? Dude, he was uh, so funny. Uh, Mika, <laughs> a new Doug. Yeah, he was he was amazing. Like everything he said was really funny. It was it was really good. I and kind of interesting like too. Like I had like a really packed theater. Um, and when the preview for like Jungle Doug Book or something or Korg. Korg, yeah, that was his name. The friend's name was Doug, <laughs> who almost died. But yeah, like in my in the previews, like uh, one for Jungle Book came on, and like the the theater like clapped because it was like they were so like geared up for it. So I was like, uh oh, I hope that like this like humor translates, and it definitely did. Like everyone had a good time. Like it works on a lot of levels. Like I said, I wish it was a little bit more streamlined. I think you could have just had a perfectly good plot with the whole Jeff Goldblum thing and just had it be a little tighter of a story. We don't need like the whole stakes of Valhalla, but it, it works uh, for me overall and it's a, a fairly solid. Yes. Yeah. I'll agree. Uh, I think Spider-Man is the better Marvel movie to come out this year, but I thought this movie was a lot funnier. I thought Taika did a great job for his first uh, really huge big budget movie and i thought thought he knocked it out of the park um uh i think uh i think the story was fine uh but it would have been nice to see like pep said more of just the thor uh hulk kind of gladiator fighting their way off of the planet but it was also nice to see something a story where earth isn't directly in jeopardy for once so <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought it was okay uh just it was just a different just a different story line i mean thor's kind of out there on his own anyways those thor and hulk have been kind of separated from the avengers for a while so i'm not surprised that they kind of had a an end of their world type scenario so i thought it was a good good movie overall a hard yes but yeah like like you said like I was just surprised that Thor shows up and he's immediately like the number one contender. Like there's no kind of like him fighting his way up the ranks or like other like 
that would have been like a great opportunity to throw in some like crazy villains that even if like Thor like kicks her ass in like three or four minutes. Montage. Yeah, like you still have like a little fun montage right there. I was just surprised I didn't go there. I think but. uh I think uh he Goldblum obviously put some trust in the Valkyrie girl and she came in and said, I brought you a contender because she knows who Thor is, even though we're, we don't know that she knows who Thor is. So I'm guessing that's why they did it. But yeah, I, sorry. Go back to Pat. No, yeah. I just think it, I, not like a missed opportunity, but it, I just expect it to be more of like that tournament style. Blood sport. Blood sport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, I'm really glad that Hulk and Thor went on really long. That would have been a really fun. That was idea. really funny. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I think that's pretty much everything then. This movie's preserved one of the best superhero movies of the year. Should we kick it off to Spoiler Man? Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead, Brett. Spoiler. No, no. Spoiler Man's. <laughs> that's why he makes the big bucks. <laughs> Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. That was Spoilers.